0: Welcome back, Luke. Welcome back, everyone, to yep. Father and Son a Basketball Podcast. I'm Paul Shepard. With me, my 12-year-old son, Luke. Hello. We are ready to talk NBA hoops.
1: Before I want to talk about that, I want to talk about if that song's copyright. Don't tell me it's copyright.
0: Oh, no, it is not. Well, it, it is, but we are allowed to use it, Ben Jam and Banger. Uh, June is our intro song. And we are absolutely uh, on friendly terms there. So, Luke, let's talk NBA. Uh, what? Well, that's a great segue after a two month absence, a two month hiatus from the podcast. Um, but uh, we wanted to uh, let the season get underway a little bit. And no, we here didn't. we are. We just
1: totally forgot. <laughs> you know we did. All right. Okay. So. First, we want to talk about a couple of uh, players that are doing really well, including uh, Karis Levert and uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, um, averaging the first night of the season, had 41 points and averaging 33 currently this year. Um, Yeah, he scored 41 and averaged 33. Karis Levert had three consistent games so far this year. Um, Against the Pacers, I think was his worst game, but still with 17 points. Um an interesting
0: guy uh, he's a guy that kind of under the radar coming into the draft second round draft yeah. pick
1: and was he uh, no
0: no he was, he was first he, he was, was the first,
1: first yeah he was the first round draft the
0: Pacers traded that pick to, to Brooklyn the, for, for
1: Thaddeus Young it. and I think we gave away another asset or we got some, I think we got Shane Whittington I don't even know where he is now but oh, I remember no, Shane
0: Whittington
1: but I remember getting him from that trade as well I'm pretty sure but i I'm not 100% positive, but, yeah, Karis Silver now showing – because, like, last year he was pretty solid, but now he's proving himself actually as the best player, even though they do have D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen.
0: Well, and Karis averaging, I think you mentioned 24 points or so a game. Uh, another guy that you, you, you uh, talked about early on, Kimball Walker, off to a really hot start.
1: Uh Yes. Uh Yeah, I don't know where you want me to go from there, but, yeah, Kimball Walker – Also a really hard start for the Hornets, I think, but I don't think they're doing too well. I'm going to check their schedule or standings. And actually, they're 2-2, which isn't that bad. Same record as the Pacers and Sixers, so, I mean, you could say that's solid for now, 500.
0: And and the Magic, who had had a big win the other night. Did you happen to see that one?
1: Well, no, because I don't care about the Magic, (laughs) but... (laughs) But are they... Well they're the 2 they're two two as well.
0: Maybe it's Celtics. Maybe it's so, oh
1: okay, that, that's it that is a big one then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that that's surprising. Um <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So I also wanna talk about just a couple guys really quick. Zach Levine, thirty two points. I didn't even notice this, but He's averaging 32 points, which is really good. Surprising. And then Blake Griffin having a 50-point game last night uh, for the Pistons, getting the Pistons to win, I'm pretty sure. And uh, he was down from like 22 points. Now he just went up to 36 in one night. But that's where he is currently at the number one points per game and, you know, 50-point game. But that's all I really want to talk about. For the uh, guys I want to talk about, let's
0: talk about the uh, Lakers. The Lakers. Okay, well, uh, they're 0-3. Yes. Uh, Everybody's saying, is it time to panic if you're a Lakers fan? um, The answer is yes. Uh, It was time to panic before the start of the season, in my opinion, because this team uh, this roster is ill-constructed and is not, not built for success in this league.
1: No. I feel like... What the Lakers should do, I'm pretty sure I heard uh, Kenny Smith say this on the pre pregame show. But I think the Lakers Kenny should, I'm should shouldn't go on the um like full on contention. Maybe they can go for like an eighth, seventh seed to show that they can do something little and make the playoffs. But then I feel like they should contend next year, signing another superstar because uh, Clay Thompson wants wants to get paid and. The Warriors are not going to have that kind of money because Durant already took a pay cut. Curry is making way too much money. And Draylon's not making much money at all. And they're probably not going to be able to give Clay the max contract that he's going to want. So he might leave Golden State next year. And we could possibly see him going to the Lakers. Um, leaving Golden State to go to L.A. And then the well, Lakers sh- would well, could uh, show their contention.
0: There, there of course, is the connection with his father.
1: Yeah, Mike... Um, Michael Thompson?
0: Michael but, Thompson. Yeah. Uh, M.Y. Uh, Michael. Um, but yes, um, absolutely, Clay. Uh, we'll be interesting to see what happens there. But of course, there are a lot of, of pending free agents. There's there's talk about Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, mm. and what happens when their contracts expire. Dave's an- Anthony Davis. I, I'm not so sure, but I, he's a guy right now who is, to me, playing really like an MVP candidate.
1: I think he and i'm i'm saying he's been doubting me. Dad has been doubting me. But what? i'm saying Kawhi Leonard. What could be MVP this year? Kawhi You've been doub- Kawhi Leonard Kawhi. because but Kawhi Leonard is proving himself because you forgot because Hugh didn't play like any last year because of his injury and then his fake injury and then him getting drummed up the Spurs. But but he was a superstar. He was a superstar, MVP candidate, and then when he didn't play for that season, now everybody thinks of him as a, a good all-star. But nobody thinks of him as a superstar even though he has that same ability. Well, and Kawhi cuz you are not saying he's a
0: superstar. Well, that, but not, he is. I, I he think is a lot one of the best do,
1: players in the league. Do
0: think that he is? And and I've just been tweaking you a little bit with with that talk, that rhetoric because I know that it bothers you. I think Toronto clearly off to a really strong start to the season. Yeah, 4-0. They're, they're 4-0. they're 4-0. They're, they the seem conference. to be clicking well. And yeah, um, they have they, surprised me. I, I didn't know that they would play. I didn't expect that they would play this well early on this season. Uh, credit Kawhi and his teammates in the way that they've responded uh, and that they've gelled together early. Um, we'll see over the long haul of the season and into the playoffs if that team is any different than Toronto teams of the past.
1: Uh, I do think they are because, you know, DeRozan and Lowry, they had a great regular season, but Lowry never really stayed healthy in the playoffs, never really had a good playoffs in general, and then DeRozan and that Raptors team just, just could not do well in the playoffs even though they would have a spectacular regular season. They'd lose in the second round and get destroyed by the Cavs. so But the Cavs are gone this year. LeBron's in the West. And the Raptors, I think, getting an actual superstar because DeRozan is a near superstar, really good player, somebody you can build your franchise around, which the Spurs have shown having a pretty good start. And DeRozan and Aldridge, I see, working out, but having Kawhi on the Raptors with Lowry, a good near all-star, maybe all-star point guard who can get you 18 points a game. I feel like the Raptors are going to do really, really well with their new superstar, and I think they're also going to do really well in the playoffs and could possibly challenge the Celtics for that final spot.
0: So, a couple of other teams that are off to strong starts to the season. The Pistons, uh, yep. which is a bit of a surprise, at 3-0, and and then the Bucks also at 3-0. and
1: Well, the Pistons last year, they... They started off not that good because they didn't have Blake Griffin, but then they moved Tobias Harris and uh, Boban to uh, L.A. for Blake Griffin, which um, now I think is actually a pretty fair trade. Tobias Harris is pretty much on Blake Griffin's level. But Blake Griffin, he didn't have a full season in Detroit last year, and I feel like with a full season in Detroit, them – they started to glue together at the end of the season, so I think <laughs> that went through my nose.
0: <laughs> this but is given, the beauty like, of having a podcast with your 12-year-old NBA-loving son, is that you'll get real talk in the middle of that podcast, and you'll also get him drinking a Sprite in the middle of that podcast. And belching pretty much throughout of it, throughout it, and uh, it's coming out of your nose.
1: No, and... <laughs> it's a burp and it burp, But but all right, let's not talk about that. Blake Griffin didn't. They started to work together better throughout the end of the season because they started having more experience playing together. But now I think at the beginning of the season, I think this season they're definitely going to be better, and they should be. 8th or 7th seed, definitely. I think they'll make the playoffs this
0: year. So a team that has not gotten off to a good start in addition to uh, your Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: Um, well, Westbrook has been, I think, was out for two games. But I still expect them to do okay because, you know, Paul George being a all-star. Um, and then you have Dennis Schroeder, a really good young player, actually. Good point guard, great playmaker. Can shoot three, a, bit, a better three-point shooter than Westbrook. But then Westbrook played and didn't make really a difference. They still lost, and I don't remember who, but I don't think it was somebody spectacular. I'm going to check. They played, who did they play? I'm pretty sure they played somebody last. They played the Kings, Kings. and lost by 11, and the Kings are 1-3. But I will say De'Aaron Fox is doing pretty solid. Uh, this year is actually looking like a most improved player candidate, you could say. Um, and still, I think the Thunder should have easily won this with Westbrook coming back. And then you have Schroeder at the back of point guard. And Nerlens to Noel. And you actually have a solid bench this year because they were the worst bench last year. Now they can be up there with Schroeder and Noel. Um, but the... Westbrook Paul George, I thought it would work out better without Mello because Mello was um Mello I felt like uh, from the from Westbrook and PG and you know, he didn't want to come off the bench and there was a lot of drama and that team didn't have chemistry. So, I feel like they were going to be much better this year, but so far not so well.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing that stood out to me this year, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but just it—it it, it seems to me that scoring is is up, and I, I'm sure that if, if if we did a quick search, we could we could verify that. But I—I I don't know what your thoughts are there, Luke. But it, it seems to me I'm seeing a lot of, you know, one thirty-one to one twenty kind of of games uh, this
1: year. Yeah. So.
0: Which it, it, it's fun.
1: It's, yeah, it's not a bad thing. I, I I really like it. I can I can actually check right here. So the current league score is 30, 36 points per game. Oh great! Oh great! I think we ran out of the internet. Is it still going? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I can't check right now. But Blake Griffin averaging thirty six this year because of that fifty point game. But Kemba Walker consistently scoring above thirty. Um.
0: But just Do in general, you, teams are Yeah, are teams, higher... teams are
1: scoring 120, 130 a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, which is fun. Like, um, like some teams have changed pace, and I feel like faster-paced teams are actually a lot more fun to watch.
0: Well, and I, I think there's also been um, uh, an emphasis on calling the games tighter by the officials. I think there's been an uptick in free throws. Uh, I read an article today in the Star, I believe, about um, that, you know, there, there's been an uptick in free throws, and teams are, um, you know, playing tighter defense, or, or aren't able to play as tight of defense because uh, the refs are, are calling Yeah, it they're closer. calling,
1: and I feel like they're, they haven't, the refs have been a little much this year because I feel like they're calling things that shouldn't be called, like even me as a biased Pacer fan. I would want to say that watching the Pacers, I see, like, Turner go up and he gets, like, and the ball gets slapped out of his hands and they call a foul. I'm like, oh, that, was, that shouldn't have been a foul. Right. Like, I'm watching other teams that I don't like, and I'm like, oh, that shouldn't have been a foul. Because I know that these refs are calling way too much. Because usually I have never agree with them. I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's a foul. I wouldn't care. But, yeah, there have been a lot of uh, really tight calls this year.
0: Yeah, the Pacers, speaking of, is a team that we've obviously we've we've seen in person this season. We, we, we always went to opening night. On, on television, and uh, they're a, a heckle and jide, uh, I, I say kiddingly, uh, kind of team uh, in that they, they play really well at home, and then on the road, they're a completely different team. They haven't well, figured out how to win the on the road yeah, yet. Yeah,
1: exactly. We're playing on the road, and we play on the road in about 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. uh, at the time of recording this... But playing San Antonio, and I'm not sure if we're gonna win, but we're two and two right now, and yeah, two and zero at home, and um, yeah, two and two, two and two, two and zero at home, zero and two at away, um, and I think that hopefully we can get our first uh, road win tonight and start off the year three and two and so it's two and three. But it'd be tough with the Rosen.
0: Yeah, for sure, and and I think the thing about the Pacers, if you haven't seen this team, it, they. They're an intriguing team in the East. I, I you know, having seen some of the other uh, Eastern Conference, you know, I've seen Philly play this year in Boston and, and Toronto, and I, I think they all have really, really good teams and, and are capable, all capable of winning the East. I think Boston the clear favorite, but the Pacers strike me as a very deep team. Uh, you look at their bench; they've got. Uh, Kylo Quinn, uh, who didn't play the first couple of games, stepped in when uh, Domas Sabonis was out with an injury and, then, and scored and 16. Had eight um, rebounds. You know, Doug McDermott has played really well. Tyreek Evans yeah. has, has acclimated himself really well. I think he has been double figures every game and, and coming off the bench well, really has well, he embraced he that role. He's yeah. and I, when you talk about upgrades, you know, no nothing against Lance Stevenson. I know you're a big Lance fan, so am I. Uh, But Tyreek, in terms of his uh, playmaking ability, um, you know, a much improved player there. And I think the Pacers benched a lot stronger than last year. So they're a team to watch in the East, but they have to figure out how to win on the road. And I think, um, you know, having Miles Turner sign that long-term contract, hopefully you'll see some toughness out of him this season and him really step into that role.
1: Well, the Miles Turner, the contract, I'm happy that he signed the extension. But then I'm worried about the contract because... I've seen Turner, and I feel like he has the ability to be be one of the best centers in the league. But, Miles, I'm sorry if you're watching this. I feel like he's been a little, like, not afraid, but he's, I think he's, not confident in his ability. He
0: needs to bring that consistency. Because, like, in the beginning of the game,
1: he, like, drives in, he looks aggressive, he's hitting threes, Mm -hmm. he looks really good, and then he ends up, he, like, starts off with eight points and then ends up with 12. Right. Like, he doesn't consistently score, and he doesn't show that aggressive ability that he has. Because I know he has the ability to be somebody like Carl Anthony Towns. But he doesn't doesn't have the confidence and the faith that he has that ability. He could also
0: be Roy Hibbert.
1: Yeah, he could be. He could become Roy Hibbert. And,
0: and that's nothing against Miles, but uh, but I, I do see a little bit of that in him. I think he needs to, you know, I, I uh, uh, this needs this is a, a big year for him. And I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll he needs
1: to prove up. himself for that contract. Cause right. he Signed, you know, ne- like nearly twenty million a year. So he needs to prove himself of that con- big contract.
0: All right. Well, Luke, this was fun. It was it was great to get back to the podcast. And we look forward to uh, talking a lot to you this season about the NBA, uh, with you this season about the NBA. And um, we look forward to keeping it going with Father and Son the Basketball Podcast. We'll see you next time.